This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, golfers everywhere. We're getting close to the start of the golf season here. We're not there yet, but we're getting close. And some big news this week, which we'll get into, involving Rory McIlroy and the RBC Canadian Open. And the only thing that could be bigger than that is to welcome in Mark Sacchino <laughs> from Parts Unknown. How are you, buddy? Bob, I'm, I'm okay. I've got uh, winter's last kick in the teeth uh, going on. I've, I've picked up one of those wonderful airport colds that I know you're oh, yes. very familiar with. It's one of your favorite things to do this time of year, <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. So, uh, but other than that, I am trying to get through maybe the most boring broadcast of my life at the Valspar Championship. Uh Myself and Dennis Paulson and Earl Forsey are working the studio this week for PGA Tour Radio. So I'm actually in D.C. instead of Tampa. And yesterday we actually got in log throwing on the broadcast. That's how boring <laughs> it was coming down the stretch. So that, that's how I'm doing this morning. So there there we have it, uh, the update from Valspar. It's boring. <laughs> that's, that's the way we're going to start off. Uh, well, okay, so we'll explain this. this uh, let's, let's explain this Washington thing where you are because essentially you're working for PGA Tour Radio, but they have a home base in Washington where it's kind of command central, right? Yeah. If you look at Sirius XM, uh, 90% of their sports channels all run a home base out of Washington, D.C. I think, Bob, the only exception is the NHL network, which runs its home base out of Sirius XM Canada, which is right, right, uh, right there beside us in Toronto. So exactly. with the exception of, uh, yeah, with the exception of the NHL network, all the sports is run out of D.C. So occasionally I'll find myself in D.C. instead of on the golf course. Uh, 90% of the time I'm uh, on the golf course guy, but once in a while they drag me into the, the studio. And uh, that, this is one of those weeks. But I got to tell you, this week with uh, the lack of fireworks happening at Innisbrook, I don't think it matters where you are. It's <laughs> part of this broadcast. It's a, it's a strange leaderboard up there for sure. I mean, there's some big names and everything, but uh, it hasn't been... It hasn't been like last week where there were lots of birdies and lead changes and things. It's uh, it's interesting. Paul Casey and Austin Cook share the lead, by the way. And then Scott Sallings, Sung J.M., and, and a blast from the past, Luke Donald up there. Yeah, like coming off the back issues. And apparently he's only been hitting driver for about a month at home because uh, he had uh, more, more recent problems that, than the golf world was familiar with. You know, we saw him at the Sony Open. We kind of thought, okay. He's ready to go. Well, apparently he wasn't ready to go. And, <laughs> but uh, I know we'll get into this in a bit, but I will say this, Bob. You know, the golf world, the golf audience, we're never happy. It's either too easy and they're making too many birdies or it's boring and they can't get anything going. So, That's uh, right. That's exactly missed, right. I missed last week, right? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last week, last week was a good one, and we'll get into that a little bit too, probably in segment two here. Uh, but why don't we start off things as we normally do here with some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, there's uh, big news came this week, and it's actually has it's it's sort of been leaked out there beforehand, but it made it official this weekend that Rory McIlroy said he is going to play the RBC Canadian Open at the Hamilton Golf and Country Club. And uh, obviously this is a huge get 
for Golf Canada, for RBC, and and for Canadian golf fans. I'm not sure about your Twitter feed, Mark, but mine uh, was lit up by people who were very excited for the fact that uh, that Rory was going to be playing in Canada for the first time. Yeah, I heard from people I haven't heard from in, in ages, Bob, that, that would never uh, be on top of anything Canadian Open related, you know, in terms of news or or stuff that comes out around the event or leading into the event. I hope that this is a sign to come. I hope this is just, you know, the, the new way of the world for our, for our national championship with the date in front of the U S open, because this is just awesome. I, you know, with the, in my opinion, with the exception of the names, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy is the biggest star in the world. Uh, so, you know, with the exception of Tiger Woods making an announcement or, or Lefty making an announcement, this is as big as it gets, and I think it. I think it's great for our championship. I yeah, and I I would almost argue I would argue now that McElroy might even be bigger than Phil or on an equal level with Phil right now. I think that there's the, the fact that he, of course he hasn't played here, nobody's seen him in Canada, unless you had a sneak peek with him playing up at the National with Niall Horan from One Direction a couple of years ago, <laughs> which is apparently is the only time he's played in Canada. Um, I, I would argue that Rory is could be as big as Phil right now. Yeah, well, especially too if you consider the age, yeah. right? Like yeah. obviously, uh, Rory's still heavily into his prime, and Mickelson, you know, kind of taking his last couple laps around uh, his career. So, uh, if you take age into, into consideration, yeah, and for that matter, you know. Uh, now this is going to come across really weird in that statement because Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, but. You know, Tiger doesn't have, you know, he's got, what, four or five years on the at the best-case scenario, mm-hmm. probably, Bob. Yeah. So when you consider that as well, you know, Rory just said last week he thinks he can make the next 10 just as good as the first 10. If that's the case, and you believe that at all, then Rory McIlroy is the biggest star in golf. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the other, you know, and we're, we've been hearing from some people and a couple of people that I talked to this week said that there's more names to come. And let's just do a for instance here. Let's say, okay. for instance, that we get Brooks Kepka to commit. Because the last two years, of course, he's won the U.S. Open. And the last two years, he's played the week before the U.S. Open. So good, good uh, karma there for him. So if you had him, that would mean you would have three of the top four players in the world as they sit here right now um, playing in the RBC Canadian Open. And then if you look at the next grouping, there's, I think there's possibilities for some of those guys too for... Uh, like a DeChambeau has played before, uh, Ricky Fowler's played before, maybe John Rahm. So there's some possibilities down there where you could really, this could be perhaps the deepest RBC Canadian Open that we've seen in maybe 20 years. Yeah, if we can get a couple of those dominoes to fall, like you've outlined, and then I think, and this is no disrespect to Glenn Abbey either, because as broadcasters and you know people who love the game and from a television a television standpoint, we love Glen Abbey. It gives us drama every every year coming down those stretch stretch of holes. But from just a golf course standpoint, Hamilton is maybe the finest Canadian Open venue we have. Is just in terms of you know top one hundred list uh, type of golf ranking, uh, and I think that that in combination with what you outlined could make this year very special for the RBC Canadian Open. And I know you was it, I think it was you telling me last week the potential Sergio Garcia 
I'm, uh, he's coming, and then Sergio saying he's not coming. So. Yeah, yeah. We heard from <laughs> I heard from somebody said that said yeah I think I think uh, well I won't say who it was who told me but someone higher up at Golf Canada said Sergio was coming and then I asked Sergio he says no he's going to his agent's fiftieth birthday party in South Beach. So <laughs> well, they decided to pass on that. Let's let's talk a little bit more about that uh, in the next segment. But uh, I also want to get to the fact that Robert Garrigus has been suspended uh, for uh, after failing a drug test, and it's it was a recreational drug. It was marijuana, cannabis, and uh, he apparently has had struggled with this before or, or had problems with this before, but he's out for three months now, which is, I think it's the first time that I can think of that a player has been suspended for uh, marijuana use. I don't, I don't remember any other ones getting suspended that way. Yeah, well, normally too, Bob, we never know what it is, right? And, and maybe this is another change to the PGA Tour under the Jay Monahan era versus the Tim Fincham era. Because... Yeah, this is well, actually, you know what? I don't know if we would have known or not because, but he actually, Garrigus actually offered it up in a statement. So, okay, I'm not sure if the tour did or not, but uh, we do. You're right. We you don't really usually know, do we? No. So that's part of it for me. That's part of it. It actually broke while we were on the air yesterday. And, um, it was we kind of so we kind of got the fuzzy line of how this came out. But like I say, normally we don't we know their suspensions. Perfect example is you know Dustin Johnson's uh, you know voluntary voluntarily walking away from the game for what was it five months or yeah. six months or whatever it was. No one actually knows what really happened there. We've heard the stories. We kind of know. Uh, or we have a good idea of what we think what happened, but this you're right. This time it was like, hey, okay, so this is what happened. And then he made a statement, and uh, it's a weird one because you know it's a recreational drug that's illegal in a lot of places, and you know still illegal in a lot of other places. So you know uh, he'll do his time. He'll come back, and everybody will forget about it. I'm assuming. Yeah, he'll be he'll be eligible to play uh, at the new Detroit tournament at the end of June. So it's not it's it's only three months, um, and it's uh, as I say, it's a recreational drug, which is a, a recreational drug that's legal in this country. Right. So it's uh, it's not a uh, it's not a performance enhancing thing for sure. In any case, and then finally, just as before we go, Terra Nova Golf Club, which is. Um, in, in Newfoundland and is one of the real gems out there, probably the best course in that province, uh, but it has struggled for mightily since it was opened and has now been put up uh, for sale in bank, uh, it, through bankruptcy by a, re- a receiver. And I only brought this up because it's, uh, it's sort of the long, maybe the long end of a, of a golf course out there that is a really, really good golf course. And anyone who has played it, any of our listeners who've been out there know what a great golf course it is. And it's sad that they were just never able to make a go of it. It's Kind of a remote spot, but hey, we've we've seen remote golf courses do better. So, uh, unfortunate news for the Terra Nova Golf Course. Out in get, now, I'm glad you like the golf course, Bob, because the deadline to get your offers in is <laughs> April 8th, and okay. I put in a joint offer on our behalf, and I didn't know you liked the golf course, so now I feel better about it. Sixty-four dollars is that what we <laughs> what we bid? <laughs> The average green fee. What, apparently, what uh, average green fee? Yeah, I think it's apparently uh, $8 million in uh, owing. So um, maybe we, we don't have quite enough scratch to keep this golf course going, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Rory. We're going to talk a little bit more about Valspar, and uh, we'll keep the conversation going here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks in studio, Zucchino on the road in the U.S. of A. Um, and uh, Mark, we first of all, how's your bracket doing? Did you fill out a, a March Madness bracket? I, I did not. I, I I almost did it, and then I didn't, and then I almost did. I just don't know anything at all, Bob, about college basketball. Like nothing. Yeah, you and think that's going to stop you from filling out a bracket? <laughs> you know how to spell well, Duke, it. don't you? <laughs> I know that someone said to me, "Goes, oh no, the less you know, the better. That's who wins." Exactly. Went, ah, ah. I'm uh, I'm actually perfect through two rounds. How about that? Now I found a good way to do it is that you if you fill your bracket out at the end of the day it uh, it works better than, <laughs> than at the start of the day. It's timing so. is everything. Uh, the March Madness is on us, and of course it's all over TSN, and you can uh, watch uh, more of that coming up today as the I guess the second round uh, gets started uh, going forward today. Uh, last week Players Championship, and um, it was a big win for Rory McIlroy. And a exciting tournament. And I think, Mark, that was, I wouldn't say it was the best played tournament I've ever seen because I've seen, there were some, some ugly shots like Rory dumping it into the water with a wedge and, and a few things like that. But I think um, two things stand out for me. One, it was the mo- probably the most entertaining players championship I can remember with the lead changes. And two, the golf course really held up with uh, the March date. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, Bob. I liked that we had four or five uh, big names all with a chance to win. Uh, I love the fact that uh, it was going to be won by birdies and somebody making a move. Um, I love the variety of player. You and I talked about this on television this week, that that a 48-year-old Jim Furyk can plot his way around and go after some of the longest hitters in the game, which are Rory and Rob and... uh, in an era where that's really not supposed to happen anymore. But I think that's the brilliance of that golf course. And I'm with you. I think the move back to March, uh, if there was any guess guesses about it or, or, you know, is this the right play or whatnot? Uh, I think it was a big win for the schedule and a big win for the championship. It's funny, you know, the, uh, the last time when it was previously in March, I always felt that everyone was kind of already looking ahead to Augusta. It was sort of a, I mean, the only reason we actually went in the old days was because we would do interviews for players that we would use on pieces at Augusta. And I didn't get that sense this time. I felt like this tournament actually stood out on its own. Um, was it, you know, it wasn't the fifth major, but people were really dialed into this tournament this time, not so much looking ahead to the first major of the year. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that discussion about whether this is the fifth major or yada, yada, any of that stuff. This tournament stands on its own now as a big event, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm wondering, Bob, if that's just time. If you take, like, remember how we used to think about the World Golf Championships, or even more importantly, remember what we used to think about the FedEx Cup playoffs and how we look at the playoffs now versus how we looked at them 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So I'm wondering if it's just time changes our perspective on uh, historical uh, importance and things of that nature. And, 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 you know, the Players' Championship, with all due respect, in relation to other major championships, uh, it's a young golf tournament. It's it's young, especially at the especially at Sawgrass, where it really started to come into its own. And in what I believe it was 1982, right? So um, 
that's when the tournament really started to come into its own. Now put that up against the history of, of, of what we see, obviously the Open Championship and U.S. Open, PGA and the Masters, 1934, Augusta National Championship. It's a young golf tournament, and uh, maybe it just takes time. And I think you're right. I think it's coming into its own. And if it keeps delivering drama and, and championships like we saw this week, then it's only going to get bigger and better. What did you think of uh, Mr. Wood's performance, uh, especially on Friday when he dumped two balls in the water on uh, on 17? Well, I'm not putting him in my top five favorites at Augusta. I'm not there. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not where <laughs> some of the Vegas odds makers are, but uh, but I do think there's a lot more positive signs there than there are negatives. You know, he he, he kind of goes into like this. He, he almost looks like like he's not interested. And somehow finds a way to still kind of be there on Sunday, or at least be playing on the weekend. You know, if he doesn't knock that ball, those balls in the water on Friday, he starts Saturday five off the lead. If he just knocks it on that island green in two putts, he shoots 67 and he's five off the lead on Saturday. And I think it's a very different golf tournament for Tiger Woods if he starts the day five back on Saturday. But I think it, it, to a certain degree, and I know we, we, you know we touched on this on television a little bit, to a certain degree, I have him in the Phil Nicholson category to a certain degree. He's really got to care. And I think he's, uh, unfortunately, he was looking, he's looking past everything right now. I think he's looking past the match play. I think he's looking past everything. He wants to get the ball to the ground on Thursday morning at Augusta. And, uh, and to me, that's also a bit of a warning sign. That can be scary because if you start looking past things and putting too, too many of your eggs in one basket, kind of like what uh, Rory does at Augusta each year or what Phil does at the U.S. Open each year, makes it too big, then uh, it's hard to perform when that's everything, when your whole year is around one or two events. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned in that respect. I don't know how you feel about that, Bob, but if Tiger's only playing for four events a year at this point, you know, is that, is that a healthy outlook on, on, on a year for a professional golfer? Yeah, it's uh, you know, for me, uh, I'm I'm kind of along the same lines as you. I thought Tiger played good, but I didn't think he played great. Um, I think once he knew he was out of it, he kind of I don't want to say he mailed it in, but he wasn't as driven like you say, and he's got to care. Definitely, he's got to care. Um, you know, let's let's dial back a little bit. Coming into that tournament, there was lots of questions about his putting, and I think he answered those. His putter was was pretty good. I mean, some of those misses he had in the in the two previous tournaments where he wasn't even aimed at the hole. Um, where on shorter putts was a little were a little bit scary. The one thing on the downside for me was his performance with his irons in hitting it close. I think he was 70th in strokes gained approach the green, which is just unheard of for him, considering, in my book anyway, he's probably one of the top three iron players to ever play the game. So I felt I felt that part was weak. So his, you know, in, in sort of sum it up, I don't think his game is is well-rounded quite yet. And the iron thing really scares me about Augusta National because you know how he, he can take a, a part that golf course if he's dialed in with his irons. So hopefully he gets that straightened out. Um, but I think overall, like you said, good, but not necessarily great. And, and he's in, on the right path, though, and there's more good stuff than bad stuff there. And uh, the gentleman's name escapes me, his new putting coach, um, which is interesting because the first time we've seen him actually work with a coach in this version of Tiger, this, this most recent comeback, uh, what they're working on apparently is, is really just a, a reconfirmation of what Tiger's always done, which is release the putter, feel like the toe is releasing through impact, something he wasn't doing uh, for the last couple of months for some reason. So sometimes even the greats of all time need confirmation that 
you know, hey, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You, that's how you putt. You need to do that. So, you know, I don't know. We'll, put, I'll put it this way. Uh, Tiger is way closer than Jordan Spieth is, Bob. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can certainly talk about that. The coach's name, by the way, was Matt Killen. Uh, who has uh, obviously got Tiger going free, and I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing or, or what, but uh, he's Justin Thomas's coach, and that's kind of where he knows him. Speaking of all-time greats, though, coming up uh, after this break, we're going to talk to Canada's greats, uh, Mike Weir. We'll talk to him when we continue on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit taylormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a cool, crisp uh, spring morning here in uh, Toronto. This is uh, our first show of spring 2019. Spring has sprung. Um, does it feel spring like where you are, Mark? Are they cherry blossoms out? No, you know, when I landed on Thursday morning, it was quite mild here in the D.C. area today. It's, it's cold. We're only a, a degree or two above zero, so not much better than home. Bob. Yeah, just about the same as it is here. It doesn't feel like golf weather, but I know we're getting close. I know it. I can feel it. It's going to happen soon. It's going to spring. Well, I'll be ready. we got a little bit uh, ways to go, but uh, uh, a guy who's got a long way to go coming up in December, he's going to go to Australia, and that's Mike Weir. He was named this week, not to anyone's real shock or surprise. He was named as a uh, captain's assistant for Ernie Els for the international team at uh, the President's Cup, and those poor internationals just keep getting their uh, rear ends handed to them by the U.S. guys. I don't know. What do you, what do you think this, this team's going to look like this year? Are they going to have a chance, Mark? I think, oh, man, I, I, I know at the end of the year last year, I predicted that, yes, the international team will finally win the President's Cup. I, I'm staying with it. Don't ask me why. I can't give you any logic to this at all. Uh, I just think it has to happen. If it doesn't happen sooner or later, just how long can this event survive, Bob, without without that happening? Yeah, it's like, kind of like starting to be like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the only longer losing streak. Uh, well, I had a chance last week to catch up with Mike Weir after the official announcement, and here's our chat. Mike, we are joining us here at the Players' Championship, and uh, Mike, some exciting news for you. Uh, back as uh, a member of the international team in the President's Cup, how does that feel? feels great. You know, the President's Cup's been a big part of my career um, as a player and second time as a, as a captain's assistant. So, uh, you know, Ernie and I have a, a long history of looking forward to helping him out. The role that you played the first time around, what did you learn and what would you be able to take with you into uh, Australia for the second time as a captain's assistant? Yeah, there's a lot to learn. I mean, I think um, the biggest thing is really clear the path for the players, you know, make it easy for them, you know, take care of everything so they can just focus on their game. Um, being a big support with, uh, along with KJ, Jeff and Trevor to uh, help the pairings figure out, uh, you know, the golf course and, and setting the guys up and, and setting them up in a way that they can uh, perform their best and, and, uh, and hopefully the pairings work out for us. 
Uh, international team has a bit of a losing streak going on right now. What can you do to turn that around? Obviously, the uh, the, the the location you're going to is brings good vibes because it's uh, had some good results for the international team. But what what can you do to get this thing uh, back to, back on equal footing? Well, a lot of things I think have to have to fall into place. You know, you know, our best players have to play well. I think there's going to be some young young guys, uh, guys with with a little less experience on the team this this go around, and they're going to have to play well. I mean, bottom line, the players are, are doing their have to do their job out there. We have to set them up in a, in a great position with the pairings, um, you know, with golf course set up, with um, you know, figuring out the golf course and a good game plan for them, and help them figure that out for themselves. But basically, they have to they have to be ready, enthused. We got to create that enthusiasm. The fans, I think, really come out in full force there in Australia. You know, I played down there in the early '90s, and the fan support for golf down there is is very big and strong. So I think they'll come out strong for us, and uh, all that together will hopefully get us over the edge this time. Would it be nice to see a couple of Canadians on that team? Oh, absolutely. You know, we got some guys playing well, and you know, there's still a ways to go here this year, and a long way to go. And you know, we could have two or three guys. You never know. I mean, Rogers playing well, and Adam, of course, and uh, Corey. You know, I, I love Corey's game as well. You know, these these guys can work their way on the team, and uh, you know, hopefully, it'll be in Ernie's ear if they're they're close and get them on there. Uh, speaking of uh, playing some good golf, you've uh, been playing some good golf on the on the web tour. Tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, your journeys on that circuit yeah you know I've able been able to play three tournaments so far this year and you know we've had a month off now but uh, getting ready to uh, get back out there and yeah I'm feeling good I'm very uh, positive about my game feel very enthused excited to be out there every week and um, yeah I'm feeling great about things you got a uh, birthday coming up in May uh, 12 2020 that'll uh, put you onto another circuit are you looking forward to joining the champions tour I am I am looking forward to that I mean that's that's in the back of my mind for sure I want to I want to focus on uh, trying to get that top you know top bunch of guys on the web tour to, to get my card for the PGA tour next year but also you know that's definitely in the back of my mind to, to play the champions tour all right we'll continue success the rest of this year thanks we see and there is Mike Weir, the captain's assistant for the international team, and his record in the President's Cup, of course, is outstanding. And uh, Mark, right now on the international team, uh, looking at the standings, there are some names we haven't seen there before. Um, Hao Tung Lee, the Chinese golfer, is up there. Abraham Answer from Mexico. Um, there's some guys here that I don't even know. <laughs> Jazz Jenna Watnod. Do you know him? Uh, I surprisingly know Bob. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, there, as Mike said, there's there's some time to go before this uh, team solidifies. Uh, right now, the top Canadian is Adam Hadwin, who is 18th. Adam uh, missed the cut at Valspar. A little bit of a surprise there, I think, because um, this is a tournament, of course, he won a couple of years ago, and you you kind of look to him uh, to be the top guy out there to have a chance. But but as as you said, Corey Connors is uh, is up on the list somewhere down there at 35. Now he's way down there. And Roger Sloan is actually on there as well at 43. Um, you know, there's, it would be a shame not to have a Canadian on this team, I would think. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I, I was I was very surprised that uh, Adam did not make the cut this week at the Valspar. So, um, again, you know, obviously a past champion here. But I think, I think Weirsy kind of hit it on the head, especially when you are clearly the underdog in these events. You need your you need your best players to be the best players on the team. You can't lead from the bottom. And I've, I you know in recent years and, and over the history of the Presidents Cup, maybe with the exception of the one year at Murfield, where Jason Day and Graham Dillette were were so good as that tandem at Murfield. I believe that was 2013. Uh, with the exception of that year, uh, the Presidents Cup 
uh, the international team's best players have not been the Jason Days, have not been the Adam Scotts. Um, you know, and that becomes a real challenge when you're going to players like you said, Bob, you've never heard of before, and you're saying, okay, you know, go beat Team USA. Well, that, that's a much greater task. I, I think I think the, the smartest thing Weirzy said in that interview was, you know what, our best players need to be our best players. And we've yet to see that at the President's Cup. And if we see that this year in Australia, then, then maybe there's a chance. The big names uh, on the list right now for the international side, Mark Leishman, Hideki Matsuyama, Louis Ustazen, Jason Day, and Adam Scott. And and those are the guys, like you said, who have to really step up and, and kind of play uh, – play as a unit um, and play a little bit better, but it's, man, it, like you said, this is, this event is just turning into, um, I don't know. It, it It's almost like the American guys don't even care as much. And maybe that's part of the reason why they play so well, they get out of their own way and they are able to play well. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens when they go down in, in, uh, into Australia, which is where the, the only time when the uh, international side has actually won it there, but you want to see guys. I, I mean, I think you want to see guys, um, like Johnny Vegas, make it better. Who's been playing well? Who's actually working with a with Ralph Bauer on his short game now? Is is putting? Uh, he's been improved, and you want to see Adam Hadwin in there. Maybe a guy like Brandon Grace. I mean, you want some guys who are, I guess, in my my opinion, not afraid to step up and take on the American guys. They're not not that they're not a, uh, you know afraid might be the wrong word, but they're not going to be nervous. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to they're, they're going to know what it feels like to play in a, in a President's Cup. Well, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there too, in the sense that uh, we're going to go through a major championship season, and a lot of those names are going to are start going to start to rise to the top and probably qualify for this team. A Brandon Grace for sure, a Jonathan Vegas, who now uh, with the help of Ralph Bauer is is amazing from seventy two feet. That's his wheelhouse now. Par three, seventy two feet. Yeah, Jonathan exactly. Vegas. <laughs> just just pick it up and take it, Johnny. It's good. So, but. Uh, but I think you're right when it comes to Team USA. The real challenge is here. See, if Team USA could play like that in the Ryder Cup, like they do here, they'd be they'd be outstanding. But in the Ryder Cup, they they choke the grip. They care too much. They feel the pressure, and, and they, they it's almost like they want it too bad. They show up in the Presidents Cup almost like they don't care, and they yeah. just go play golf. And it's hard to beat a team that doesn't really care when all the pressure's on your shoulder. And I think the only way that happens is if they get some of those names in there. And I think it's going to happen. And I tell you. Guys, though, like uh, Jason Day and Adam Scott, they're going to have to be nearer at the top of this list. Jason Day missing the cut this week, Bob, at the Valspar uh, on a golf course that is really all about scrambling. If you take a look at the guys nearer at the top of the leaderboard this week at the Valspar, they've all scrambled beautifully. It's one of the hardest golf courses on the PGA Tour in terms of greens and regulation. No one has a high percentage percentage of greens and regulation at this tournament, even, even the guy that walks away from the victory. So scrambling is huge around here. And if it's a scrambling event, you got to think Jason J- Jason Day's name is either near or at the top of that list if scrambling's a game. And he's uh, not going to make it to the weekend. So he's, that's a bit of a flag if I'm a Jason Day fan. He, he might not make it to the uh, down the street with his back. You know, you never really know when that's going to conk out or not. Um, we'll see how that works through the uh, the rest of the year. Uh, speaking of other Canadians who uh, who missed the cut on, on the weekend, um, Austin Connolly, who was playing on a sponsor exemption. David Hearn missed the cut after qualifying a Monday qualifier. Adam Svensson, uh, we're seeing seeing some good rounds from him, but not necessarily good tournaments from him. And then uh, you go up to uh, Ben Silverman, who also just missed the cut uh, by on a on the number. Actually, he's two over uh, along with Adam Hadwin. Canadians who did make it through onto the weekend. Roger Sloan, who is 
perhaps the brightest story in the early going of this year in terms of players on the Canadian players on the PGA Tour. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I would say he's right up there. And I think uh, I also would put, I guess, in story B for me, because I just like the guy so much, he's such a good guy, is that Nick Taylor's games come back around. Yep. And, it, it, and the fact that that's happening again, I think, is a great Canadian news story. Because, you know, that's a guy who's won. And there's no reason why he shouldn't win again. And the fact that uh, obviously found some momentum on Sunday at the players. Yeah, when I would talk to him after, you know, it was it was kind of a sense that um, – He's had all the parts working at different points this year, so but he just hasn't had a round where he's he's put them all together, which I know you can say about pretty much any player on the PGA Tour will tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but you know, the first day, for instance, he missed three birdie putts under five feet, and and he was the steam was coming out of his ears when he walked out the golf course, um, off the golf course because you knew it wasn't the first time this year that that's happened. And then the next day, the putter works and his his uh, his iron plays a little off, but on Sunday he really did play well. Probably, probably the highest score he could have shot was a five under, which he ended up with, uh, or the best score he could have shot. He could have been even lower than that. He's one under through uh, the first two rounds at uh, Valspar. He's tied for 23rd. Mackenzie Hughes, who is another guy who's struggled mightily over the last uh, 12 months or so, is uh, nice to see him make the cut. It was interesting. I was talking with Jim Furyk, who played with him um, a couple of weeks ago and said that he really likes Mackenzie's game and he thinks that Mackenzie will turn it around, but... Uh, I know it's been frustrating for him as he tries to get back to into shape, uh, but overall, you know, it's it. it I, I don't want to say anything bad, but I, it hasn't been a great uh, start. I mean, I think you have some bright spots, and Corey Connors had a couple of good finishes. Uh, Adam had some good finishes early, but lately we've sort of seen the the middling of the pack, with maybe uh, the exception being Roger Sloan, who's had a couple of good performances in in a row now. Yeah, I don't. I think it's okay to feel like that, Bob. Yep. I think it's okay for us to think. Uh, wow, this isn't the start we wanted, or this isn't the year we wanted so far, because it's good that the bar has been raised, you know? Uh, and, and I think part two of that is that we have so many guys out there now with full-time status that are young and have great games, and it's we expect more, and they expect more of themselves. So this is all a good thing. Uh, being uh, happy with status quo and where we are isn't good for Canadian golf, and it isn't good for our guys out there, so... I'm with you. It's not. This is not. It's not good enough, and I expect it to get better between now and the FedEx Cup. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Masters, and it's coming up. It's not far away, and also about 20 weeks of TaylorMade, uh, which is going to give away our first prize at uh, the Masters Preview Show on GTC TV. We'll talk about that and uh, who our favorites are for Augusta at this point in the uh, season when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, and thanks to the folks at WeatherTech. i got to go visit them soon, Mark. I'm going to get a new car, and there is nothing I dislike more than buying a new car. I hate the hunt. I hate the negotiation. I hate all that stuff. Man, it's a pain, but I do love the... Uh, the WeatherTech guys, their uh, their product is super. Yeah, 
uh, great stuff. I've got them in, uh, in in Mrs. Golf Talk Canada's vehicle, my vehicle, the entire Zucchino clan has WeatherTech awesome. products. It's a good, really, really is a good product. Okay, uh, Masters coming up, not long away. We're we're in the mm-hmm. countdown now. We've got Valspar. We've got the uh, match play coming up. We got Texas. I mean, there's a few events left, but um, I think now we're starting to look at Augusta. If I was to give you a betting card and say, I want you to put your top four picks right now on that card, and then I want you to give me a dark horse, who would be on there? Okay. Uh, my <laughs> top four is tough because uh, I've got five guys I like, and I, I'm hoping to drop <laughs> one of them. I'm hoping to drop one of them. So I got Dustin Johnson as the clear-cut favorite at 10 to 1. Agreed. Uh, for me, I, I know you feel the same way. He's the favorite, and he should be the favorite everywhere he puts the ball on the ground as far as I'm concerned these days. Uh, I like Justin Rose, and Vegas has Justin at 14 to 1. Never won at Augusta, Bob, but we know what he does around that golf course. He loves it. Um, I like Bryson DeChambeau. I think, uh, he's just, you know, he's won so much in the last 12 months. I think the next step in his career is a major. And I love Francesco Molinari at 25 to one. The guy I've got off this list right now that I want to put on the list that may be in my top four between now and Augusta is John Rob at 16 to one, uh, just the lineage of the Spaniards at, at Augusta. He's played so well everywhere, probably should have won at the players, uh, playing well again this week. I think Rom's do. So those are kind of my my favorites in, in the whole thing. Uh, as a long shot right now, I really don't like any long shot, to be bluntly honest with you yeah. right now. I, I think a favorite is, is going to get this thing done. I, I don't think you're going to see a, a long shot do anything. Uh, but if I had to pick one, why not Sneds at 100 to 1? Like, yeah, know, he's Sneds played well there. You know, yeah, he's played well there. He loves the play. So, but I really think it's one of those five guys for me that, that gets this thing done. I love Rory. I'd love to see the story done with Rory. I still don't think the wedge play is good enough to win at Augusta, Bob. It's just a, such a severe uh, examination of one short game. And the wedge play needs to be perfect, and it's still not there yet. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he handles things mentally. He's sort of gone, you know, he's tried every different method of, of, of dealing with it, of embracing it, of, of going in, you know, all sorts of things. But, uh, man, he has had some swoons over there when he looked like he was just going to deliver on it. And I think he says, you know, this year he's not reading a lot of media. He's not dealing with it. And he said in the past sometimes he knew too much about the history, about what's gone on and, um, you know, where he would put him if he was to win this and being in that career Grand Slam group, very select group. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think Dustin Johnson is a clear-cut favorite as well. I think um, – you know, I think Kepka might be a guy, if he plays like he did at the PGA last year where he putted so well and drove the ball so well, he might be a guy to consider as well out there. And then, uh, um, you know, as a long shot for me, uh, I don't know, maybe a Mark Leishman might be a guy who's out there. Uh, he could be a possibility. I think he's he's the kind of guy who's uh, off the grid a little bit. So we'll see. Maybe that, that might be a pick for me. But um, listen, I want you to uh, update us on... 20 weeks of TaylorMade because it's coming back. It's back again. It's so popular that we had to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, it kicks off Masters Week, Bob. So you and I will kick off Masters Week on TSN from Augusta with our one-hour preview of the Masters that goes leads into the Par 3 uh, contest on Wednesday afternoon. So that'll be fun, and we're going to give away a Masters Limited Edition staff bag the same bag you'll see team taylor made using at the masters we're going to give one of those away with a commemorative head cover to match and 
And that the only way you can win is to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada and follow us on Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. It's that simple. Just follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada and you're entered. And if you're already following us, you're already entered. So there's nothing you need to do. And uh, we'll do it for 20 weeks, give away close to $20,000 worth of product leading right up through the end of the year at the FedEx Cup uh, finale at the Tour Championship. So another fun year of uh, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. I can't believe we're that close to Augusta already, Bob. And uh, it's a great week every year, and it's going to be a fun one. And uh, as far as Brooks Kepka goes, if he eats a pizza between now and Augusta, he's got a chance. He's got to put on some weight. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you, D- Dustin Johnson is going to make an appearance in a Winner's Weird and What, which is coming up after the break as well. Uh, or, or his his. Uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. Well, you'll get you'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but uh, the you're right. Dustin Johnson to me is the clear cut favorite out there. It'd be great. It's it's a great time of year to to be able to look at all these guys who are rising with their games. We've seen Dustin Johnson. He's playing well this week, by the way. He's only two shots off. Rory's playing well. Uh, Brooks Kepka's playing well. Justin Rose is kind of uh, unheralded at this point, but he's playing well. I already have to win this year. Uh, I mean, it's I love this time of year when the good guys are playing well, and and the top guys right now are certainly doing that. Yeah, that, and that's there's certain tournaments where you can kind of circle it that the cream will rise to the top. And every year at Augusta, on the back on on the last nine holes and coming into that Sunday, the leaderboard always looks spectacular. It's almost like you can book it, and I think that's why Canadians there's multiple reasons why Canadians love the Masters kind of more than anything else and part of it is it really kicks off our golf season as well so there's an emotional connection I think with the Canadian uh, golf audience but uh, golf's like any other sport the stars drive it and you know that Sunday at Augusta is going to be full of stars and uh, I can't wait man it's going to be awesome the defending champion is struggling a little bit isn't he uh, Patrick oh, Reed I, heard, I saw he had a little session they brought in uh, David Ledbetter to have a look at him uh, before his oh. second round uh, at Valspar, and it was kind of uh, his wife actually. When Patrick Reed's wife went over to David Ledbetter and said, "Hey, can you uh, can you give our guy a look here?" and apparently he said after the first hour it uh, was much better, much improved where he is. But but he hasn't had the best of years uh, coming into as he gets ready to, to defend his title. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. It was ugly this week. We were we were joking a little bit off the air because I forget what he was at one point, but it was like a thousand over par. And I'm working with Dennis Paulson this week, and Dennis said to me off the air, he goes, "I just want to call one Patrick Reed birdie so I can say down for birdie, 16 off the lead." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we will uh, talk about a little winners, weird, and what the most popular part of our uh, show, at least for me, it is anyway. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks in studio, Zacchino in uh, Washington, D.C. 
Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk to Lawrence Applebaum, who is the CEO, of course, of uh, Golf Canada. We'll have a conversation with him. Uh, also, golf producer Jamie Rydell will drop by. We'll tell you about our day at the uh, TaylorMade Performance Lab. We all, a couple of us went up and got fit for some new gear this year, so that's ahead. But right now, it's time for the most wonderful part of the show. It's Winners, Weird, and What? And Mark Skeno, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Bob, mark down the date and time. My okay. winner is the USGA. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute. I know. Let me, let me pick know, myself Mark. up off the floor here. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Because on Friday, they announced that they are hiring veteran PGA Tour player Jason Gore in a new position as the Senior Director of Player Relations. So it's a, it's a position that they have created and they have uh, hired Gore to the first player, uh, first person to ever take the, the helm of this position. And it's basically a position to launch a new program that engages the information and strengthening of the engagement with the players so that when the USGA is talking about rules and talking about the game of golf, that they are incorporating the views and the perspective of the players that play the game at the highest levels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a really good thing because, you know, I feel that a lot of the changes to the game, a lot of changes in the rules have just been a big miss this time around. And it makes me feel sometimes like, are they even watching golf? Are they even talking to players? So this is a great move in the right direction. And now one can only hope, Bob, that they listen to the information gathered by Jason Gorn. And I think that would be a big win uh, the next time around. You know what's amazing is... Uh... <laughs> The RNA has been doing this for quite a while. They already have someone head of player relations. They're they're kind of way ahead of the USGA, and it's Claire Welsh who you and I know. She used to work for Golf Ontario, and uh, she met a guy at the RNA and fell in love. And she's living over there. But that's what she's been doing for quite a while. So I don't know why, I don't know why the USGA it took them so long to do this. But um, I'm I'm trying to throw a, I'm trying to throw a bad bucket here on uh, on some good news. So it's it is good news that Jason Gore is a guy, but. Uh, uh, Claire Welsh can, can, can give him, uh, some, some help on how to do the job. Now my weird this week, Bob, this is bizarre. I don't know if you, if you had a chance, did you see Russell Knox's albatross, uh, <laughs> the other day at, at the, uh, at the Valspar knocked it in from like 280 some odd yards yeah. for a two on a par five. Did you catch that? I did quite a it, shot. Well, so it was, it was beautiful. It was incredible. What's bizarre to me about it is through 36 holes, of the Valspar championship, Russell Knox has an albatross and seven birdies, and he made the cut on the number at plus one. Oh he just gosh. got in. <laughs> I, I would have thought he'd be leading the tournament with those stats. Like, I mean, you can't find a par on Russell Knox's scorecard. He, <laughs> he, cannot, he cannot find a fairway, a green, and a two-putt if his life depended on it. I can't wait to see what he has in store for us today on Saturday, moving day at the Valspar. When you're in a tournament like this and you're dying for some excitement, this is what I've gravitated to. I'm trying to see if Russell <laughs> Knox can shoot 69 with two pars today. That's what I want to see. Oh, man. That's unbelievable. Really, it is. It's crazy. And my what this week is, you know, and it's, this has kind of trended in the, in the direction the last few years. And then we kind of, you know, we kind of broke up the Florida swing with some scrambling of the schedule. 
But now the Florida swing is back intact on the schedule, which I really love. And it's kind of a part of the new schedule that none of us really talked about. But the Florida swing uh, no longer interrupted by uh, the Mexico championship, and it's back to four tournaments in a row. But what a grind the Florida swing has become. When you think of nine under par winning at the Honda Classic and the players having to go through the, the bear trap, and then you think of Bay Hill getting all brown and crusty the way Arnold Palmer wanted it and always loved it, and, and the scores kind of staying in check at Bay Hill. And now here we are at the Valspar, and I would be shocked if uh, more than one player got the double digits this week. I'd be shocked. I'd think nine, 10, 11 under max wins this championship. What happened to the Florida swing when the stadium course at Sawgrass is now the easy course? It is now the easy (laughs) week on the Florida swing. That used to be the tournament the players would cringe. Oh, it's too hard. We don't want to play this stadium course. Now that's the course, Bob, that we look to for birdies and eagles and players, uh, you know, all under par and multiple guys in double digits. Even this year in the uh, March, moving it back to March 16 under par one. Wow, the Florida swing has become quite the challenge. Hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. And it's not weather-related either. This is not like a freak. I think you're going to see this continuing forward. So it's, uh, it's a tough, tough test, tough swing through there. And the guys will be happy to get, uh, get to down to Texas, which seems weird because that usually is a tough place as well. All right. Yeah. But Go ahead. No, this is, I was going to say, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty funny when they're, you know, they're playing in 70 degrees and sunny this week and can't wait to get to Texas for a match play so they can exhale. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. All right Bob, the tea, sir, is now yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, Mark, my winner this week is also one of the golf associations. It's the LPGA, and they uh, launched this week a new campaign called Drive On which is basically to try and give young girls and, and girls who are playing right now an, uh, a little bit of empowerment. And uh, they've done a really good job with this video, which stars five of the LPGA's current players, one of whom, of course, is uh, Brooke Henderson. She plays a big role in it. But I think this is great. This is, this is kind of what we need, and, and the LPGA should be doing this as a leader in women's sports, as a leader in women's golf, because we need more women uh, playing the game. That's the one part of it. But we also need especially more young women playing the game. And if you have not seen this video, uh, you should go and, and have a look at it. it. It basically starts off saying this is for every girl who's been left out or told she doesn't belong. This is for every girl who's been told she's too loud, too quiet, too this, too that. This is for every girl who thinks her body isn't good enough. This is for every girl who feels she doesn't fit in. And I know there's a lot of women out there, um, a lot of young girls especially, but uh, good on the LPGA, which is celebrating its 70th anniversary and is back in action this week in uh, Phoenix where they're honoring um, their founders at the founders uh, tournament. So uh, I, I'm really, I'm uh, really pumped about this and I'm glad that they're doing it. Yeah. It's a great piece. I, I saw it on Twitter and uh, good for them. And, and you're right. They, they need to be doing more stuff like this. So good to take the initiative and, and go with this one. And uh, it's a good message and, it, and it's a message that uh, stretches beyond golf, which is great as well. Yeah. Uh, now, if I was to say to you, my weird this week uh, involves, uh, the following it involves New Zealand, it involves El Chapo and the Sinaloa cartel, and it involves golf carts. Would you be able to put that story together? <laughs> it's 
sounds like a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the story goes that uh, New Zealand has become a uh, hotbed of uh, of drug. They're trying to br- send drugs in there because apparently it, it's costing a lot of money. So they're making a lot of money. So the Sinaloa cartel and El Chapo, well, we used to be led by El Chapo, who's now in uh, jail in uh, in the United States. Uh, but they tried to smuggle in $17 million of, of meth, methamphetamine, meth, through by hiding it in the batteries of golf carts. How about that? <laughs> That's wow. how they tried to smuggle it in. Anyway, good on the, good on the New Zealand uh, police. They, uh, they found it. Large ice-like meth, methamphetamine crystals were found in there. And uh, also some handguns in these uh, golf cart batteries. And you never would have thought golf carts would be a place where they would smuggle stuff in. But uh, that's what they're doing. Crazy. Wow. Jeez. I, 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 I did not see that story. That That is crazy. And, uh, you know, I know El Chapo is now in El Jalo. So I know yeah. he's no longer uh, at the helm of that. But, oh, boy, that's ugly. There you go. So golf golf plays a role. But thank goodness they found all that stuff and they were able to confiscate it. Uh, my what this week is, what are we going to do with the Johnson family to keep them away from stairs? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if it. you saw this story, but we know two years ago, Dustin Johnson was pl- getting ready to play the Masters, slipped on the stairs, and hurt his back. Well, now his brother, who also caddies for him, Austin Johnson, has had another run-in with stairs. He slipped uh, at the house that they were at last week at the Players' Champions, slipped going up the stairs, and broke a bone in his hand. Now it didn't prevent him from continuing to caddy, but I think uh, I think the the Johnson brothers should maybe look at renting uh, renting bungalows. What do you think, <laughs> Bob? I got to tell you, hands down, without question, my favorite headline of the week: stairs to Johnson zero. Yeah, that is that's my awesome. favorite headline of the week. It, it really is. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty stunning that the two of them could have been injured on that but uh he suffered a little uh suffered a little um broken bone in his left hand and apparently it wasn't too much dustin johnson's reaction was he says those stairs man they'll get you anyway <laughs> he was apparently he was carrying stuff in uh from the from the car after the uh after the tournament on on sunday and had a little slip but oh well what are we going to do with those johnson boys i'll tell you it's something else um so uh getting back to uh, the masters we were talking about uh the masters and 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 picks and favorites for them. Um, I said this week on, on Golf Talk Canada television that I think when Dustin Johnson plays his best golf, he is better than anybody else, including Rory McIlroy when he plays his best golf. Do you feel the same way? 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, the only way that might change for me, and I don't know if it, it can change for me, but you know, the, the, this version of Rory I don't think even at his best can can play with Rory uh, can play with Dustin Johnson. I agree with you. Maybe the version of Rory, uh, you know, several years ago, that Rory that that could go win a major championship by eight shots, if if he can somehow find that guy. But I don't know if that guy is still there. That was a guy that turned the golf ball both ways, uh, was a better wedge player, uh, played with I think a little bit more freedom. But, uh, yeah, right now, at this point in history, I'm with you 100%. If everybody brings their A-plus game, just give it to DJ. Now, it's, it's, it's of course, very rare that they do bring that, that perfect game uh, when everything comes together, everything sinks together. We were talking about Nick Taylor before doing the same kind of thing, but it's, it's tough when that happens. It's not always going to happen, but you certainly hope if you're one of those players that you bring it uh, one of those big four weeks during the year. In- in recent memory, Bob, it, it, the only time in recent memory that we've seen two of the game's best players, the biggest stars, 
bring their A plus game toe to toe was in my memory was you know probably 2013 Mickelson and Hendrick Stenson over the last yeah. six holes of the Open Championship where they basically lapped the field the two of them. And, uh, you know, Stenson came out on top, but those two were playing a different golf tournament than everybody else. They certainly were. And Henrik Stenson, by the way, is going to figure in to the next segment in an interesting way. Ah. Uh, We're going to talk to Lawrence Applebaum, who is, uh, we actually talked to him last week, uh, about all things Golf Canada. So that's coming up on our next segment here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks here, Mark Sacchino there. He's on the phone joining us. And um, Mark, I think I think it's safe to say that Lawrence Applebaum has done a really good job and is really starting now to kind of make his mark. He's about a year and a half into the his tenure as, uh, as a head of Golf Canada. Uh, and I, I kind of like the direction he's he's moving things in. I love the job he's done. I like him as a person as well. He's a great guy, and but as, as good of a guy as he is, I think he's also accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. I I couldn't agree with you more. He's he's uh, he's never been the basis of any of your rants, unlike the guy, his counterpart of the USGA. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right, I had a chance to catch up with uh, Lawrence uh, last week at the Players Championship, and here's that conversation. Uh, here is Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum and Lawrence uh, down here in the sunshine. I know in uh, in a f- 82 days is that what you said? 82 days till the RBC Canadian Open. We'll have a little bit of sunshine before that uh, back in Canada. But uh, a lot of positive things going on. I know you're down here discussing with the tour about a lot of things that are going to happen at the RBC Canadian Open. But um, what can you tell us about this year's event with a new date? Well, uh, as you said, Bob, we're we're inside the three month. Uh, window right now so it's made this event really really important and chatting with players finding out about schedules we're really been encouraged by the reaction we've got people love this golf course Hamilton Golf and Country Club so there's a great vibe uh, for players who've played it and the interest for those who haven't come and played it or played in Canada previously has been super high and it's been fantastic to have uh, eight Canadians maybe nine out there as our ambassadors really talking about the event and we're going to bring the, uh, it's such a uh, great start to the summer, a real new feel, energy. And from a, from a commercial perspective, the sales and the response from the market has been fantastic. So looking forward to this whole new, new vibe that we've got with the RBC Canadian Open. Now, I know you were just teasing me saying there's going to be some big announcements coming up. You can't tell us about those announcements of who's going to play. But in general, are you happy with the way the field is looking right now? Yeah, I, I mean, starting with um, Team RBC, uh, seeing Dustin Johnson play so well, and for a lot of people, he's on their short list of doing really well here. Obviously, defending champion Webb Simpson, a new Team RBC member, that whole stable of players has been phenomenal with Matt Kuchar and Graham McDowell, Brent Snedeker, um, to name just a few. But then that whole Canadian group and, and Adam playing into form, Adam Hadwin, has been excellent. So. 
response has been excellent. Um, as you know, and, and a lot of golf fans know, is in our old date, a lot of we didn't get to see a lot of the European players come over. And so now, the week prior to the U.S. Open, it's really fantastic them talking about playing lead into the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach this year. And then also just talking to players who'd never considered us before. Another big thing has been we have three exemptions into the British Open and having the top three players uh, otherwise not exempt go directly into the British Open has been a huge boom for us. Uh, there's also another day you have coming up uh, before that, National Golf Day in Canada. What can you tell us about that, sort of a celebration of the game in, across the country? Yeah, w what we found uh, was a rallying point for Canadian golf. And, and uh, on May 1st, uh, we're going to be doing a, a really interesting program. We're trying to get everyone to get out and play golf in any way, shape, or form that they want to. Uh, I read a stat somewhere that like a third of uh, Canadian vacation days don't go unused, so we're going to tell everyone, take your vacation day, May 1st, family, friends, get out and play golf. Um, last year we went to, to Parliament Hill and spoke with some of our uh, government officials about all the good that golf does, charity-wise, uh, economy-wise, labor force, uh, and what we do in the, in the community has been a really good thing. So uh, May 1st, National Golf Day, looking forward to having you come out and play as well, Bob. Okay, I do have to get out and play a game once in a while. Um, we're, we're, in addition to running golf tournaments and, and things like that, Golf Canada is also in charge of the rules, and I know that's been a hot-button issue for, uh, for a lot of golfers in, in terms of the PGA Tour. Uh, what can you tell us about the implementation of, of the rules of golf in Canada and what you're expecting for that as golf season starts to unfold for in many parts of the country? Well, it, it's been really interesting for me in talking with so many golfers, fans, 2019, new rules of golf are lit, rolled out. Um, Canada sits on a really important place with the RNA and the USGA. We sit along with the Joint Rules Committee to participate. And in everybody's game, there's certain things that are part of the rules they don't understand. And it was trying to make it simpler, trying to make it quicker. Um, I think there's some really good things, really interesting things. I also think there's an opportunity to look at the success so far. Uh, you know, taking one thing in particular that affects everybody's game is, is you know, this pin, uh, the pin in the hole, out of the hole, um, how that works, how that goes. I think people are having some fun with it, um, and we'll see how that, that generates. I think it's really an interesting part of it is, are we going to get the game a little quicker, a little more fun, a little more, get a little more pace into it? And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. In addition to the RBC Canadian Open, uh, there's also another big tournament in the Toronto area next year, the uh, CP Canadian Women's Open. Uh, Defending champion there might draw a few people. Yeah, um, having uh, Brooke Henderson come back, uh, she hasn't ever played professionally in the in the GTA before. Uh, the response has been great. Wonderful golf club in Magna Golf Club out in Aurora. Uh, sets up really well for her. Um, and the the marketplace, you know, we're we're really blessed with the the LPGA Tour event. We get about ninety five out of the top hundred players in the world coming. Uh, New Canadian or, or new a new Canadian on the LPG tour, Jacqueline Lee. So to join Brittany Marshawn, Elena Sharp, and Brooke, we had a great group and AC Tangay. Um, and so uh, to bring a professional sport out, outside of some some uh, events they've had in sort of north of the city, this is going to be the biggest international event. So uh, yeah, I think some people will be excited to see Brooke uh, up close and alive. Sounds like an exciting summer ahead. Yeah, we're really looking forward to uh, 2019. is going to be a great year for golf. Thank you for, for your time. Okay, thanks, Bob. And there's Lawrence Applebaum uh, discussing all things golf. And uh, as we said at the end there, um, Brooke Henderson in the Toronto area is going to be pretty exciting, Mark.
yeah, I think everybody's kind of looking forward to that event. Comes in as defending champion. It's a venue that uh, you know people in our area are familiar with, but maybe the national audience get to see it for a first time. So should be a great event. And of course, I know at that point, you know, we everyone knew that Rory was coming to uh, Canadian Open, but Lawrence couldn't officially say something to you in that interview, but I'm, I'm sure he was ready busting at the seams to say something, but uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun year. I think it's, it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun this year on, on site in Hamilton. I think it's going to be great. Uh, and I mentioned uh, ahead of time that uh, before the break that we were talking uh, about Henrik Stenson, who you brought up, and uh, there's some strong rumors going around that he may be another guy who's going to come and make an appearance at the RBC Canadian Open, which would be obviously a boost to the, uh, to the lineup there. We haven't seen him around these parts for some time. Yeah, that'd be great. I think it's just going to be nice to see a different kind of field. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to have some names and, and maybe a more of a European flavor than in previous years. You know, if guys are coming over to play the U.S. Open anyway, then why not play the RBC Canadian Open the week before and start to get adjusted to North America, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, would love it if Eddie fact, Pe- I would love it if Eddie Pepperell would play. Oh, man, you know what? I tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. And you know me; I'm not the I'm not the most active active guy in the world on Twitter. But I I, I saw an interview with Eddie Pepper, and I just went, "How can you not want more Eddie Pepper all <laughs> exactly. the time? He's the best. I love the guy. He's just great. I'd love him to come play. He is really something. All right, listen, uh, we're gonna let you go back to bed, or I don't know what you're gonna do. Maybe go down and <laughs> stroll along the 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 mall there, or go over to the Canadian Embassy and see if they'll let you back in when you finish up your work or something. I don't know. We're gonna let they you go. Go ahead. They asked me to take a look at the uh, the Mueller report, so I'm just yeah. going to head over okay. and, and do that before I head to the studio. <laughs> that can be your winners, your weird, and your what next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. We'll let you go, Mark. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by for uh, and, and co-hosting here, and uh, we'll see you back here next week for Golf Talk Canada TV. Do my best to Mr. Rydell, and I'll see you Tuesday, Bob. Okay. All right, coming up after the break, as we mentioned, Jamie Rydell, all things uh, golf, and uh, he's in, like, the guy in charge. We'll chat with him and catch up. Right back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in studio, and we are celebrating our first show of spring, which means that it's uh, getting closer, closer to the start of golf season in the southwestern Ontario area. And uh, we are champing at the bit. And that, of course, means time to get some new gear, maybe. And uh, producer Jamie Rydell is on the phone. And he and I, along with James Duthie, had a chance to go up and get uh, through the treatment at the TaylorMade Performance Lab this week. First of all, good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Weeksy. How are you? I'm good. How's your uh, bracket looking? Not very good. No, I'm perfect through two. I'm perfect through the first two days. That's amazing. I know. I, as are. I said, I as I said earlier, I just I found a really good way to do it is that you fill it out after the uh, games are over. That's a great move. So great it's move. actually good. I got uh, three Sweet Sixteen teams gone. <laughs> that's no, that's not good. <laughs> I haven't even looked at mine yet. I'm sure I'm uh, in the same situation, but uh, it's it's ugly out there. First of all, I wanted to talk to you about 
Uh, last week, we were uh, both at the Players' yeah. Championship. And what, what are your takeaways from, from that tournament? Mark and I were seeing how um, it kind of felt bigger. It felt uh, on its own. It didn't feel like it was a lead-in to the Masters anymore. It just felt like no. its own big tournament. How did you feel? Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, the positioning of the tournament in March allows it to be the first big tournament of the year. And when you have the best field in golf and the leaderboard that you ended up with uh, this past year, especially with your winner being Rory McIlroy, uh, you're on, you stand on your own. It's, it's the flagship event for the PGA Tour. And, you know, I, I don't know why people want to make it a major. Why can't it be just what it is? The best, the best tournament of the year for the PGA Tour that the PGA Tour runs. I just, I don't get why we have to change it. I, I believe it is a tournament on its own. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's true, and I think the leaderboard to me exemplified again that this golf course is uh, set up to favor nobody, even in March. I mean, you look yeah. at you know Jim Furyk who is was dead last in driving distance, and Rory who was up near the top, and yeah. I mean so many big names and a couple of sleepers in there. Uh, I just found it was the, one of the most intriguing and entertaining tournaments I think I've seen in a long time. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. It probably wasn't one of the best played final rounds, just weather dictated that. But with the fact that there are eight, six or eight different leaders, lead changes all the time. Then you had guys like Eddie Pepperell and Johnny Vegas making bombs on 17 to get themselves into a chance. Uh, it was it was an exciting final round um, in what is pretty much the start of the spring and the run to the first major. If you were to pick a favorite right now for Augusta National, uh, give me give me three names that will be at the top of your betting slip. Let's say. Sure, um, man, it's, I, I I would love to say Rory, but I, his Augusta demons, his Augusta demons uh, concern me, and his short game concerns me around there. Um, obviously, you got to go with Dustin Johnson, I think, um, around there because his wedge game is so great. When he gets on a roll with the putter, he's he's great. He's number one player in the world, so. I would take Dustin Johnson. I would take Justin Rose, who's born there recently, has been fantastic. And I would, I'm going to go a little bit off the board, even though it's not really off the board. <laughs> I think Jordan Spieth is a real, real intriguing guy to watch at the Masters. I know he hasn't had a game in like a year and a half, but there's something about that place that has brought the best out of best and worst out of him in his short career there. And I think if any tournament is going to give him that little magical, magical touch again, it might just be Augusta. Amazing to look and see that Jordan Spieth has fallen to 30th yes. in the official World Golf Ranking. Start of the season, uh, start of the year, the new year, and 17th spot. He's already dropped to 30th. And um, you're right, though. He, he does have a pretty remarkable run at Augusta National. So uh, who knows what might happen there. Uh, so listen, you and I and uh, our pal James Duthie had a chance to go up to TaylorMade and uh, go through the performance lab fitting sessions there, which is uh, an intriguing thing. I mean, you yeah. get put through, you find out all sorts of stuff, and they swap shafts in and out and discuss heads right. and things like that. What, what did you? What was the best part for you about that whole experience? I, I, I've never had that done before, so to actually go through it for the first time, I think the whole just the the way they interpret your swing and the way they can manipulate the equipment to help get you the best possible result um, in a club is what is remarkable to me. Like I learned so much about, you know, the flaws and what my swing is like and 
some of the good things that I do in my swing. So um, I'm not perfect. I'm an average Canadian golfer. And just to see what they can do to work with what I'm giving them. Because, um, you know, at 44 years old, I'm not going to be changing swings anytime soon. <laughs> so the fact that they can manipulate it, give you different shafts, different shaft lengths, you know, you know, change the angle of your of the head, um, what they do with the driver and all through the bag is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's a it's a neat uh, it's a neat system where they can you know they they can show you. I I learned a lot about my swing, as much as I did about the clubs that <laughs> that uh, right. I need to hit. But I find yeah. uh, I find that um, if you're not getting fit for your golf clubs, boy, you're really really behind the eight ball. I think you. Everybody should uh, should go and get fit, no matter where it is. If it's, I mean, hopefully if it's you go up to TaylorMade, but but all the major manufacturers now have um, places where you can you can go and get fit. Golf Town, of course, has you can get fit in there. But uh, you really do need it because it's such an advantage over over um, just buying stuff off the rack. I agree. Uh, it, it really going through it for the first time because I've always gotten clubs off the rack before, and you know the way they're the way they're going to deliver the clubs to you to fit you is is pretty remarkable and the data that they the, the data that you give them when you're swinging there and even on that putting surface too like even that little I, I just did it for a, a, a little bit with the putter but you know they can change they can just change how the face is reacting for you toes up or whatever it's it's pretty remarkable the attention to detail even down to the grip type what grip type you like do you like it thicker do you like it a little thinner like it's smoother, a little more give. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing, and it's it's such an added. You probably you'll gain you, you'll gain yardage for sure. There's no question. You'll gain some sort of uh, yardage on all your clubs because they're gonna do what you want, and then your misses. You know your misses are gonna do more because they fit it for what your miss will be. That's right. Uh, okay, the other big news that came out this week, of course, Roy McIlroy is going to join the field at the RBC Canadian Open at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Um, arguably the biggest name in golf, uh, biggest attraction, let's say, in golf, not named uh, Tiger Woods. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. Um, there's not too many guys that can push the needle to the mainstream. Um, you know, all the all golf fans, hardcore golf fans are going to come. No matter what, because they like watching golf. But when you get a name like Tiger or Rory and even Phil, as well to an extent, you know, it, it'll attract, you know, maybe the average fan who'll come out, watch him, and then maybe enjoy what they're watching, and then come out again. So it's a massive draw for the Canadian Open. Um, you know, we were hoping this would happen, right? We see what we've talked about the new date for the Canadian Open, and. You know, now you see Rory, there's probably going to be some more names. You know, I think the positioning the week before a major is more beneficial than the week after one across the pond. Yep. So, <laughs> and it's already showing right there, right? With one name. Right. And I mean, let's, let's not, uh, let's not overlook the, the hard work that the people at RBC and, and their, their uh, affiliates have been doing to try and encourage uh, Rory right. to come and play. Um, I, I'm still I'm still pretty high that Brooks Kepka will play. If you look, he's won the U.S. Open the last two years. He's played the week before the U.S. Open the last two years. So that's a name I think I could see in there. Outside of Tiger Woods, what name would you like to see come to the Open? One or two names. Well, I'd love to see Phil back at the Canadian Open, and I'd love to see a guy like 
maybe Jordan Smith or Justin Thomas. Um, I don't think that, I don't believe that'll happen. But Phil generally, genuinely, or generally plays the week before major. Um, so I think you had built to that, um, and maybe it won't be this year because he's out in the comfy confines of uh, Pebble Beach out by his home. But when the U.S. Open comes back east next year, you know I would love to see I would love to see a guy like Phil come back because I don't we'll never get Tiger back. Uh, but any one of those other younger players, Jordan Spieth or uh, Justin Thomas, I would love to see come. You know that uh, if he did do that. Um, that would probably be his final tournament of his 40s. That's right. He's going to be 49 this year. He generally has his birthday during the U.S. Open. I haven't looked specifically at the dates, but that might be uh, the last one he gets there. I don't expect he's going to play uh, the Champions Tour right away, maybe at an odd event here or there. But but I think you're right. I think it's interesting. I think, you know, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth both usually play the Travelers um, right. afterwards, after the U.S. Open. So that's why I, I don't expect you'll see those two guys here. Uh, I also know that we're not going to see Sergio Garcia because he told me he's going to be going to his agent's 50th birthday party in South Beach <laughs> that, that week. Uh, I think a guy like Bryson DeChambeau might be good. He was a draw. He was there last year, but I think now right. what he's done in the last year would be interesting to see him. He's always an intriguing guy. I think Ricky Fowler is a guy who draws a lot of eyes. Yep. And uh, and perhaps uh, perhaps John Rahm, who has played there before. In fact, made it one of his uh, first professional starts. But um, there's there's a number of guys in there that I think could bring out some fans. But nothing like what uh, nothing like like what Rory is going to do. I think. That's right. I agree. I think with Rory and DJ, you got two real draws there. And then of course the many Canadians that are going to be out playing um, for everybody who wants to follow the Canadians will only add to that. Um, you know, Brooks, you know, a guy like Brooks Koepka, Bubba Watson is probably going to play. Um, he's always interesting to watch. You know, it's it's the, the fields have gotten they're getting more consistently better, and I do think this day will help that as well. And then a lot of the Euro guys, you know, your Tommy Fleetwoods and Henrik Stenson's, who guys who generally play the week before major. You know, ideally that's what we're going to get. Eddie Pepperell, would you like to see Eddie Pepperell? I would love to. I, if, and, People would just love to watch an interview with Eddie Pepperell, but I, you know Eddie Pepperell is such an interesting guy. Uh, he would, I, I would follow him. He's a fantastic player and, and a funny guy. And uh, you know, I don't know how much of a crowd he would draw, but for me, I love. Him. I know we love him. That would be uh, that would sure would be nice to see uh, him in there. If you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to Eddie Pepperell, he is something else. All right, listen, I'm going to let you go on a beautiful Saturday morning. It's crisp. It's right. cool. It doesn't quite feel like golf weather out here, but. Uh, we will uh, check in with you uh, from time to time over the next few weeks. And coming up next, an appearance from the other producer, the uh, local producer here, Adam Scully, who's going to be calling in from Florida. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Very quick uh, look at the leaderboards here before we get to Scully time. Paul Casey 
And Austin Cook shared the lead at 600 par at the Valspar Championship. Top Canadian is Nick Taylor, who is five shots back. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes and Roger Sloan are six back. And Ben Silverman and Adam Hadwin and uh, Adam Svensson and David Hearn uh, and Austin Connolly all missed the cut. The Chittimacca Op- Louisiana Open is the Web.com Tour event, and uh, Vince Cavello and Zhejiang Zhang are both at 12 under par, and they lead. All the Canadians, unfortunately, missed the cut in that one. They're in a fog delay right now at the, for the um, third round starting. And uh, perhaps the, one of the best names in professional sports, Nacho Elvira. It sounds like a uh, wrestler or something. <laughs> anyway, he's a very fine golfer. And he has the one-shot lead at the uh, Maybank Championship in Kuala Lumpur. That's on the European Tour. David Lipsky is uh, a shot back and uh, a host of others. It was one Canadian, Richard T. Lee, who missed the cut. And the LPGA Championship is playing the Found- Bank of Hope Founders Cup. And the uh, lead right now is Yu Liu at, uh, and Sung Hyun Park, who are both at 12 under par. Uh, Brooke, uh, Brooke Anderson very much in the hunt. She's at 9 under and tied for 11th at the moment. Uh, other Canadians in that field were uh, unfortunately on the wrong side of the cut line. Brittany Marchand and AC Tange and Elena Sharp and Jacqueline Lee have the weekend off. All right, it's time now for the most popular segment on Golf Talk Canada. It's Scully time. It's time. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with wa- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? He's spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. Ah, your favorite part of the show. And he's checking in from the Southern office here. Adam Scully joins us now from uh, Florida, where you tweeted out a picture. I almost <laughs> didn't put you, bring you on because I was so disgusted by you tweeting out this picture. There's a pool and a f- floating swan. And yeah. it looks out on a golf course. And there's a little, uh, this, is this, this is the lanai, is it not? Yes, this is the lanai. Uh, I, ca- I can confirm I've never tried to jump on the swan itself, but the swan is very comfortable reading a book after or before uh, a round of golf. But yes, it is about uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit here, going up to 76 today. It's the final day of our member guest here, uh, and uh, our team is currently in third place after oh. a big moving day. We went from dead last to third place, so we, we a had a good move. moving day yesterday. That's a big move. Boy, well, you guys must be uh, playing well out there. And, uh, and are you guys winning the party as well? Uh, you know, we've been pretty well behaved so far. Uh, one of the teams in particular, uh, one of their, uh, one of the teammates, uh, went a little too hard to the net, we'll call it, uh, <laughs> on Thursday night. And, uh, he didn't get many Stableford points, uh, yesterday. I actually played with him. Uh, but, uh, our team was rolling yesterday. I had a putt to shoot, uh, three under gross on the front nine and left it short in the heart. And with, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday I had a seven handicap going. So, uh, it, it was a good day for us, but, uh, it's uh, it, it's good to join you this morning, Bob. Member member guests are always a lot of fun. They're always survival tests. I've always have, have maintained that the best place to finish in a member guest is second because nobody remembers <laughs> that. So the next year you don't get uh, chided about it at all. But you usually win all your bets if you can finish in second place. 
Um, switching gears just a little bit, we had the opening yeah. of Golf Talk Canada, or the, or the, the second second uh, series, but the uh, Players Championship pre uh, uh-huh. review. Excuse me, boy, I'm blowing this. Um, the if if you were to, I've asked Mark this and I've asked Jamie this. If you were to mm-hmm. put uh, had to pick between Rory McIlroy at his best and Dustin Johnson at his best, who do you think would win? Yeah, good question. I, I've, listen, I've been listening throughout the morning, and you know it, it's tough going back and forth. But for, for me, it's Dustin Johnson uh, only because his wedge game. Uh, you know, Rory McIlroy when he's on his game, obviously he's one of the best drivers of the golf ball uh, in the game. His wedge game has always been uh, a little indifferent. If he's on, he's hitting it within you know, 10, 15 feet. Uh, and when his putter's hot, he's, uh, he's also very good. But Dustin Johnson, now that, he's, now that his wedge game is so dialed in what he's been doing the last two to three years uh, on track band, he bombs it out there, you know, 330-plus and hits his wedges inside, you know, five to ten feet. It, it's hard to bet against DJ. And, and looking forward uh, to Augusta here, um, you've got, obviously Rory McIlroy is the betting favorite, but Dustin Johnson, um, if, if he's on his game that week, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for DJ for sure. Yeah, apparently he's on his game this week because he's, uh, he's in the hunt at the Valspar, which mm-hmm. is, uh, could be another... On, on a very a, difficult golf course, too, yeah, eh? Yeah, could be another, exactly, could be another win uh, as he heads and gets ready for to, to leave to Augusta and avoid the uh, steps, the slippery steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well as, as you mentioned in, uh, in Winners Weird and What, his brother AJ had a, had a mishap this week, too. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a, of a uh, thing that the Dustin Johnson, the Johnson family should stay away from the stairs. You just avoid the stairs at all costs, yes. <laughs> uh, now, your thoughts. You're, you're uh, a little younger than, than I am and Mark and, mm-hmm. and Jamie. What's mm-hmm. your excitement level at being able to go and see uh, Rory McIlroy at the RBC Canadian Open? It is absolutely through the roof for me. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned uh, with Jamie, he, he is the biggest draw in golf other than Tiger Woods, uh, for sure. He brings so much personality to the game. As we've mentioned before, he doesn't answer questions in cliches. He, he thinks about it for a second and then answers a reporter's question truthfully. And, and sometimes that gets him into a bit of hot water. But, you know, he's one of the mega stars of the game. And for those who haven't seen Rory McIlroy hit a ball in person, he is really not a very tall man. And, he absolutely bombs it. There's so much you could learn from his golf swing and how much speed he puts into it. So uh, I know uh, when, when my friends found out about Rory McIlroy uh, playing at the RBC Canadian Open uh, earlier this week, they were very excited through the roof, and they actually went ahead, went ahead and bought tickets just wow. as a result of Rory McIlroy. So uh, he is a huge draw, and it'll be int- interesting to see how, he, how he's playing uh, going into the U.S. Open, obviously, the week after. And and very quickly, if I can give you a free pick outside of Tiger and Phil, I give you a free pick to add someone to the RBC Canadian Open field. Who would it be? Uh, in terms of names, I would say uh, well, Jordan Spieth. Sort of his game is uh, in the weeds right now, so I would say probably uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah, I think he'd be uh, he'd be a pretty popular pick as well for yeah. for a lot of people. Who knows who we'll see? There's more names coming from what they say. What time's your tea time? What time are you off? Uh, we are off today at 12.20. We're actually playing Quail West today, which is the home of Steve Stricker. Oh. So maybe we'll see Strick walking around. There's a world-class practice facility there as well. So we are currently, we're eight shots off the pace right now. So we'll need another, uh, you know, momentum swing here on, on the fourth and final day. But hopefully we can get it done. Four days. That's a survival test. Oh, oh it, it, it's a survival test for sure on, on both the golf course and off the golf course. Yeah, uh, more off. Know, so. anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Uh, safe journey home. We'll see you this week for uh, Golf Talk Canada Television. And uh, thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. That is yes, Adam uh, Scully, who is uh, enjoying himself down in Florida. And that's it for this edition 
of Golf Talk Canada. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us. We'll be back on television this Wednesday, back in this spot again one week from today on Golf Talk Canada Radio. Thanks for listening. Hit them long and straight, folks. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.